everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope you can hear me. I'm outside again doing this video for you and you can see the beautiful Mount Tom behind me. It's absolutely gorgeous in Bishop, California today and um, so if there's any kind of weird things that happen in this video, I'm sorry I can't control what people behind me do. Um, anyway, I want to talk to you today about something that has been pervasive in not just the body of Christ, but I think the devil has really used it to confuse people who are outside of the body of Christ, and that is Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 basically has been used to say that God is in charge of everything and that everything that happens, happens for your good. And I'm here to talk to you about that today. Like I said in the intro, we're going to discuss Romans 8.28 today, and let's go ahead and read. We're going to have to back up. We can't just jump right in and re read Romans 8.28 because Romans 8.28 starts with the word and. If something starts with the word and, that means that there was a previous conversation that links this statement to it, okay? So you wouldn't just walk into your house after being gone all day at work, which you're not now because of the quarantine, but anyway. You wouldn't walk into your house after being gone for eight hours and start in on a conversation and say, and, right? Because if you did that, that would indicate that you were referring to a previous conversation. No, if you wanted to start a new conversation, you would just start a new conversation with whatever word you needed to. You wouldn't start a conversation or a sentence with and unless you were linking it to something previous. And that's exactly the case in Romans 8.28. So take a look with me in your Bibles, or I'm going to put it on the screen, Romans 8, verses 26 through 28. Romans 8, 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Okay, so that's Romans 8, 26 through 28. What people have done is they've taken Romans 8, 28 and they've isolated it and they've said stupid things like, all things work together for good. Well, I can tell you that that's not the truth. I'll give you a really good example. When I was preaching in the prisons back in Texas and I've preached in other states as well, one of the prisoners that I came across was a woman who tied four of her children, three or four of her children up, I can't remember, forgive me, three or four of her children up in her house, this was back in the early 80s, tied them up to chairs in their in her house, I think she left one of them in the crib, and then she caught her house on fire on purpose, and then, so those children are dead, she's in prison, her husband went to prison, her husband died in prison, she, when I met her, was of course still alive in prison, and you cannot tell me that that worked together for the good of those children. I'll give you another example. I've run across quite a few inmates who have suffered from domestic and sexual abuse. And they suffered these things when they were very young and very small, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And so if you take this verse that all things work together for good, 
that's like saying that when these children, these babies are being raped or beaten, that God's up there going, yeah, do it again because it's for her good. You can't tell me that a loving God is doing that, is saying, oh yes, let's do it again. Let's hit her again. It's for her good. That's not the truth. What people are doing is completely, completely destroying the credibility and integrity of God when they do this. So what happens is when people outside of the body of Christ hear that all things work together for good and they know better, then they don't want to follow God because they think he's an abuser. And I would have to agree with that statement. If you think that God is bringing all of these things on people for their own good, that, you know what, is not the God of the Bible. So let's look at the God of the Bible using Romans 8, 26 through 28. Now, first of all, it says that we don't know what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay, what the Spirit is doing is He is saying, okay, they don't know what's coming. It says that the Spirit searches the will of God and knows what the will of God is, okay? What that refers to is that the Spirit of the living God knows what the will of God is both globally and personally. And so when you, and we're gonna to get to the you I'm talking about, when you are faced with a situation that you don't know what to do about, the Spirit of God takes hold together with you against that situation and prays through that situation with you with groanings which cannot be uttered. He makes intercession for you because you don't know the whole picture. So that's what this word means. This helper, this the Spirit of God is parakletos. It's, it's, he's a helper. He's a comforter. This makes intercession for us is this notion of taking hold together with us against something. Okay, so does that mean for every Christian, at every time, in every situation, no matter what, no matter how they're living their life, that God is praying for them. Yes, it does mean that. But how do we get to the part in Romans 8.28 that says that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose? Now, I have seen some Christians who got saved and then live like hell and then die. And I know that every step of the way there were people praying for them, but they were not listening. And I was personally one of those Christians. I got saved at a very young age, and then I lived like absolute hell for a very long time until I listened to God and finally submitted myself to Him. And so I know that my mom was praying for me. I know that the Holy Spirit was praying for me. I know that Jesus was making intercession for me. I know all of these things, which is why I kept getting chance after chance after chance. These things were not working out for my good. They were actually working out for my destruction. I, my life was absolute hell. I'm not gonna go into why or what happened. And so things I was going through, the choices I was making were not working out for my good. They were actually destroying me. And here God was constantly trying to get my attention and I was ignoring him. So what was the change? When did I start to see things working out for my good? Well, that answer actually is in Romans 8:28. It says that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, I was called according to God's purpose. 
God called me before he separated me from my mother's womb, as he did you. And he gave me a purpose in this life as he did you. And it's his purpose, but I wasn't agreeing with his purpose. And that's the difference, okay? So let's look at what it means to love God. Because so many times people think that they love God. They say, oh, I love God, but they really don't. Let's get Jesus's response to what qualifies as loving God. Let's turn in our Bibles to John chapter 14, verse 15. John chapter 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Simple. Jesus is so simple. He says, If you love me, keep my commandments. That's it. And what are his commandments? His commandments, as presented in 1 John 3 23, are that we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we love each other as he loved us. And how he loved us was he laid down his life for us. So we constantly are having to lay down our lives for other people, for the brethren. And so that's how we love God. Those are keeping Jesus' commandments. Now, Jesus said that when you love, you fulfill the whole law. When you love, you don't cheat on people. When you love, you don't lie to people. When you love, you don't deceive people or become a false witness or backbite or gossip about people. So love is the fulfillment of the entire law. That's why it's broken down just into those two commandments. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and love each other as he has loved us because those two things fulfill the law. We believe on Jesus Christ that everything he said we can do, we can do. Everything he says we have, we have. Everything he says we are, we are. And that's believing on Jesus Christ. It goes way beyond salvation. So let's look at the second half of Romans 8, verse 28. Remember, Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. We already talked about what loving God looks like. And to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, I was created according to his purpose, for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. We don't always agree with the purpose of God for our life, and so we go off the rails, which is exactly what I did. So when you are off the rails and you are going contrary to the purpose of God for your life, you'll find that things start working out for your destruction. When you line up yourself with the prayers that the Holy Spirit is making for you, with the purpose of God for your life, you'll find that all things start working together for your good. And that's exactly what I've found in my life. So let's look at the purpose of God. Let's look at what he's talking about for society, for humanity in general. Now I'm not talking about each person's individual purpose. I'm talking about the purpose of God as a general plan for the corporate body of Christ and for humanity at large. The purpose of God is found in 1 John 3.8. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John 3.8. 1 John 3.8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, we're not going to get into that about sinning. and I'm not getting into that. What I want to focus on is the second half of that verse, that for this reason the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That was the purpose of Jesus' coming. So then the question logically would be, what are the works of the devil in particular that Jesus Christ came to destroy? The answer to that question is very obvious, and most of us know it. It's found in John 10.10. 10. Turn with me in your Bibles to John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it 
more abundantly. So Jesus was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil that are outlined in John chapter 10, verse 10, are killing, theft, and destruction. Those three things are from the devil. Anything else that brings life is the purpose of God, okay? So when we relate this back to Romans 8, 26 through 28, we as Christians who are loving God by keeping the commandments of Jesus Christ and are called according to his purpose, so we are called going out and destroying the works of the devil. Sometimes we come up against situations where we are attacked or where somebody we love is attacked or we don't know what to do. So at this moment, we are going forth according to the purpose of God. You know, I want you to think about being called by the purpose of God, kind of like when Jesus went about walking on the Sea of Galilee and he saw them fishing and he says, come follow me, right? They were moving in a direction. They were called and they were, they were responding to that call. So it's one thing to be called, but it's another thing for you to respond. I was always called, you were always called, but it's for another thing for us to be responding and walking out that purpose of God. So the whole point of my saying this is that Jesus Christ came to give us life and to give us life more abundantly. What people have done, Christians and non-Christians, they have said, okay, well, Jesus came and he took away all of our sin, and so we can just do whatever we want because the grace of God covers everything, and then all things will work together for our good. That's not the truth at all. That's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that all things work together for your good if you are loving God. So if you're loving God, you're keeping the commandments, right, that God has given you. What are they? They are to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus People miss it with this, this greasy grace message that everything goes because of the grace of God. Where people miss it is that they think that they can do whatever they want because the grace of God has them covered. Yes, it does have them covered, but when you do whatever you want, then destruction follows. Then all things don't work together for your good. Why? Because Jesus Christ came to give us life. So therefore, when you participate with anything and in anything that brings about death, you are cooperating with the works of the devil and therefore you are stepping outside of the purpose and will of God. You're stepping outside of the reason that Jesus came, okay? Jesus Christ came to give you life. So any participation in anything that brings about destruction, that brings about theft of anything, and that and that will kill you is not from God. That's a very profound statement and it's a very important statement. I just want that to hang in the air for a second. If you are participating in anything that destroys your body, that destroys your mind, that destroys your emotion, that wrecks you, that hurts you, that takes away your peace, that takes away your joy, it's not from God. 
because Jesus Christ came to give you life. So anything that goes against giving you life is not from God and it's not for you. You need to turn from it because in this way, you're getting out of the purpose of God and you know that this is not gonna turn out for your good. Now, that being said, I myself have participated in quite a few activities that did not glorify God, that were not in accordance with his purpose and I have gone back and repented and said, Lord, I did this awful thing. Can you please turn it for my good? And I have prayed in the Holy Ghost and God has completely turned it for my good and for his glory. But he's such a gentleman, he will not do that unless you ask him to do that. And ultimately it will lead to your destruction if you don't ask him to turn it for your good. So there is hope. Well, I hope that this little session has been enlightening for you about this business of everything working together for your good when you're living like hell does that really happen i hope that you understand now if you have any questions or if you have any comments please hit me up on our website waterwindwine.org or you can hit me up on our facebook page www ministries all right well i'm going to wrap it up for now but remember that i love you and most importantly jesus loves you mm -hmm.